Man, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, 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 welcome. Yes, welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen. That's K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. Go follow me wherever you do your following. And tonight, yes, your Canucks. Your Canucks. Yes, your Canucks. They lost game four. In fact, you could take it a step further and say they got their ass kicked. They, they really did. It looked like they were playing the champions. They looked like a very young, inexperienced team, which they are losing to the champions once again and we talk about the recipe so many times on this team you know the recipe for success for this team it, it, it is what it is i'm not even going to go over it on the intro i don't got time yes i don't got time we just had a conversation with jd burke we talk about the game we talk about his career i, I know you'll fuck with the episode and then bondy is with us at the end to talk about our experience with once again game four You'll enjoy the episode. And I got to go, okay? No more talking. I got Kit Sharif coming up on a little call here. I got no time for this. Got to write an article on an upcoming song called Wolves. Yes, Wolves. Again, coming out from Kit Sharif, the island native. Hey, it's sipping on a 40. We talk about whatever we want, including your Canucks. And again, you'll enjoy this conversation with J.D. Burke. Yes, J.D. Burke. Yes, J.D. Burke. Okay, okay, we got J.D. Burke on Sippin' on a 40 with Nick Bondi, Kyle Bowen on the Nux Misconduct Network. Yo, J.D. Burke, thanks for hopping on, bro. Thanks for hopping on. You know what? You kind of, like, went into robot voice a bit there, but I think I picked up the gist of what you were saying. Okay. I think it was just, like, the connection got a little bit hazy. I would just like to note that uh, while I appreciate the title of this program, Sipping on a 40, I uh, grew up on a lot of easy, uh, which might explain a lot. <laughs> uh, I am, in fact, uh, sipping on a 355 of White Claw, personally. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you didn't get yeah. the memo. <laughs> Guy no, didn't get the you memo. know what? Those 40s are hard to, uh, they're hard to find, right? Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. They, they are hard to find. And even in the, the literal sense and, and why the show is named Sipping on a 40, it's hard to find players like Elias Pedersen. It really is. Correct. This team is so, so lucky. We talk about it all the time on the network. The recipe for success for this team is... Is Jacob Markstrom doing what he did tonight and then, you know, getting extra, yes, extra stuff from Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, and and that's been kind of tough sledding for this team in this series, right? Like, I think, you know, I'm just opening up some of the, the online analytics resources that I lean on here, but I know for a fact that Travis Green was trying really hard to get away from the matchup of Elias Pettersson versus... Uh, Ryan O'Reilly because getting getting Elias Pettersson to contribute at five on five has been something of a challenge. They tried to get away from that matchup, and you know what? It's uh, the the returns aren't fantastic, but Elias Pettersson broke even at five on five in terms of on ice shot attempts. Uh, the Canucks as a team, although they lost the five on five shot attempt battle, uh, appeared to to be holding their own better than they did in in previous contests. So. You know, it's it's been a bit of tough sledding on that front. I think it's interesting that Markstrom has been the Canucks' best player through the last two games, and we're still looking at a, a pair of losses in which the Canucks have surrendered six goals. But, uh, you know, we're still waiting for that Elias Pettersson signature moment, and I think that tonight was a solid first step towards getting there because 
there was just no way it was going to happen against Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, the, the way he's playing right now, he, he looks like the best two-way center in the entire NHL, and he's just completely uh, – he, he neutralizes whoever he's out on the ice against. So um, still waiting for that moment, but I don't put anything past Elias Pettersson at this point. He is uh, something else entirely, and I'm sure he'll bring it eventually. And speaking of uh, five-on-five play, J.D., outside of that lotto line, the Canucks really couldn't do anything five-on-five. Like, I don't remember any sustained zone time for the Horvat line and certainly not for the third and fourth line. It, it was another game for the St. Louis Blues where they pretty much dominated five-on-five play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they did. I mean, I'm just looking at natural stat trick right now, and, uh, you know, the Canucks lost the shot attempt battle 28-38, to 38, and that's without adjusting for score effects even, right? So you expect the trailing team to take more shots on goal, and, uh, that phenomenon didn't really occur. I mean, the, the the Canucks didn't get a shot through their first 11 minutes at five on five in the third period, right? So, uh, you know, plenty of plenty of work for this team to do. Still, I think that you know, not having Tyler Myers, I think, isn't an issue in a vacuum because I don't think Tyler Myers has been playing especially well in these playoffs. But I think it elevates a lot of other players into roles that perhaps they're not especially well suited to either. I think that another problem here is what you're seeing is uh, the Canucks are just hitting a wall. Like uh, I was watching them tonight and I'm looking at their plays and I'm looking at the way that they're processing the game and everything is just happening too fast for them. Uh, and, it, and it's there's two different ways you can break it down, right? You can go, are the St. Louis Blues suffocating them at five on five? Are they taking away their space? Are they closing through passes? Are they closing through shots? Uh, and, and I think there's a bit of that, but I really mostly just saw a Canucks team that was unable to uh, execute on any of their attempted passing plays, was unable to execute on creating passing lanes, right? Like there, there was just a lot that the Canucks were doing to defeat themselves tonight, and I think that reflects in the shot clock. Yeah, they're, they're not playing the, uh, the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> let's be real, let's yeah, be no. honest. It's a, it's a far better, superior team, a, a Stanley Cup champion. And yeah, they, they, got, they got outplayed, and, and if we just look at everything that's been going on in this series, five on five throughout the all four games. they just been dominated, bro. Absolutely dominated. But hey, it is what it is. And I'll be honest, this is this is sipping on a 40. Okay, we, we can't be talking too down right now. I just want to play some fun music in the background. And I got a serious question. When I heard that JD was coming on, I, I got to ask this question. Do, do you, are you still a fan of the Vancouver Canucks? And if that's kind of like dwindled down for you, is does that hurt you because of, of your professional uh, nature? Well, I, I mean, like, you know, one thing I never get accused of is being too professional. You know, that's that's one thing. True, that's true, 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 true. But uh, you know what? I, I think the thing is, right, like, it's really daunting. And I'm just kind of giving people a peek behind the curtains now. It's really daunting when you have the, this kind of, like, being a fan comes with a certain, I don't know, I guess kind of hero complex, right? Like, you... You admire these guys and you look up to them and, and they are a source of your happiness. Do you know what I mean? And it's a lot when you're a young reporter going into that room and like yeah. you get kind of overwhelmed by the moment, right? And the gravity of it all. And I think that for me anyway, kind of disavowing myself of, of, of being a hardcore fan was what was necessary for my professional evolution, such as it occurred. If it occurred at all, I think that's up for debate. Um, but I, I think shifting into my new role of elite prospects you know i've been remarking upon this the last few days because i've been getting so much more work at tsn 1040 lately and just been like you know i actually don't 
cover the Canucks directly in any real capacity anymore. Like I, I talk about them on the radio and I've got that part of my career. Absolutely. And maintaining professionalism in that capacity is always important. Right. I get that, but, um, there isn't really that that pressure, right? It's not like I'm writing Athletic Vancouver articles much anymore, if at all. It's not like I'm writing at Canucks Army. Like, there doesn't really exist a reason to have that barrier. So I do kind of try to let myself enjoy these things a bit more, right? Like, one of the things I did when I kind of disavowed myself of being a fan, or whatever that means, is I would say, like, well, I can still cheer for players, you know? And I cheer for a lot of players on the Canucks. Like, Elias Pettersson is, is an absolute phenomenal well you brought up ryan o'reilly and honestly and it's not it's new i don't think it's too far to say that he kind of has similar instincts in his game elias patterson to ryan o'reilly they just in the defensive zone they're able to just knock pucks down be in the lanes and ryan o'reilly he's a hundred percent at it <laughs> if it's not a perfect pass you're not you're not getting it by him no no and and you saw that a lot on the blues penalty kill tonight sorry about the background noise that's hey, it's the, all uh, good hey, it's all good it's sipping on a 40 sipping on a 40 yes. it's all good <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It fits with the theme song. There um, you go. No, I mean, I, I think there's like different stylistic players, but I think that competitive edge exists in Elias Pettersson. Like we saw it a little bit last series when, you know, he was not taking any gruff, right? And he was throwing Ryan Hartman to the ground and, and that sort of stuff. You know, I think he, even if he doesn't play that sort of rough and tumble crash through Tim Hortons at 3 a.m. <laughs> style of hockey that Ryan O'Reilly plays. <laughs> I think that uh, he he still has that kind of inner competitive fire that you really need to get to this level and that you really need to excel at this level, right? Like, even if he's not Captain Canada, even if he's not Beauforvat, the most vocal leader or whatever, like, Elias Pettersson has that killer instinct. And I think, you know what, maybe two, three years from now, like, he's still not even close to his peak. And as he fills out muscle, like, I... I shudder to think what he's going to do to the nhl when he is filled out physically because could he be that sort of ryan o'reilly type player i mean maybe generating his results in a different way but i think he could have a similar impact absolutely so jd i uh, i heard you're doing a podcast with craig button for elite prospects yeah. i just have one question is craig button as nice of a guy as it seems when i listen to him on 1040 yeah yeah he absolutely is i mean like biggest sweetheart in the industry uh you know i i'm not shy about that he's just been a phenomenal friend and mentor this year and you know it's just something as simple as uh you know it's it's the little things right like you if you're in my shoes this is your first year full-time on the prospect beat and trying to really feel it out and trying to to work really hard and learn how it uh how that job gets done how to do it and you know, for me, that was going to the rink, that was showing up, that was scouting the old school way with a pen and paper. And, uh, you know, it really meant a lot to me, for example, that Craig Button, when I eventually said, hey, Craig, it's me, J.D. Burke, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I've seen you around at all these tournaments or whatever, right? And really just him kind of taking that time to hear out everybody's story, to hear out everybody's experience, to offer words of advice, right? Like he's been in contact with me all year telling me which tournaments I need to see, uh, bouncing ideas off of each other. Like he, he's been just a, an absolute treat to deal with. And I, I couldn't be luckier to have uh, him as my podcast partner, especially because that first episode, I uh, I don't know. I was, I was a little I nervous. Was 
a little bit yeah 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 for sure it's it's a new project and i put a lot into it right like even even like i have you know we'll peek behind the curtains again like i i get nervous doing some of this jd's only human we found out i'm sipping on a 40 jd is human we did it we just broke some news there okay a couple more questions well actually one more question and one more request I, i guess yeah this is the second request we asked him to be on the show he said yes this is the second request Go get the posted up playlist, okay? On Apple Music and Spotify. I gotta plug my playlist on, on the network. Might as well, yeah. I don't even know if Vox is gonna allow me to do that, but I don't care. <laughs> it is it's what fine. it is. It's fine. Go follow my playlist. I know you're a big music fan, and yeah, it's the posted up playlist 22 every Sunday. Do it. I'll, I'll have to check that out. There you go. There you go. And, and the second. Do you have any of Young Dolph's new stuff on it? No, but that one, that one song, One Hell of a Life. It is remarkable, just remarkable. Listen to it, okay? It just just gets you going in the morning. And I saw that tweet about Young Dolph too, and that that made me ask you to to, to follow the playlist. I I never done that before. Never I, I do it? I do it on the socials, but not just face to face. Like, yo, follow my fucking playlist. <laughs> you better do it. You better that, do it. I'll check it out. I will. That was awesome. Will, that was awesome. Word. There you go. There you go. And, and I guess the last question is again, just talking about your career. I'm just I'm just really fascinated by it because I did actually meet you two years ago at the Athletes event at the Pine. And I just remember having a conversation with you and I can't, I can't put words in your mouth or, or your feelings in, in your in your mind, but it just felt as if you were kind of not lost, but didn't know where your career was gonna go. And, and two mm-hmm. years later, like, what do you have to say to yourself? Like, are you, you should be proud of yourself, man, because you kind Absolutely, of paid yeah. these opportunities by being 100% J.D. Burke. Yeah, yeah, you know what, man? Like, I, I really appreciate that. And like, I don't think anything you said was out of line at all. Like, it's, um, my whole career has is, is occurred by accident, really. Like, like, my first break in writing came because I was, uh, you know, I was 19 years old. I just moved out. I had a painting job that wasn't exactly satisfying for me anyway. Like, it wasn't what I wanted to do long term. And, uh, or no, I must have been screen printing at that time. That was before cool. I found painting. Cool. Uh, whatever the case, a, a job that I didn't find especially satisfying. So I was watching, um, I can remember this moment. Clearly, it must have meant something to me because I can tell you all about it. I was watching uh, Cowboys versus the Panthers, and I think the score was 20 to 17. I, I, I wish I could look that up. I wish I could remember the date because okay, okay. I bet you that's the case. But uh, no, I went on Craigslist and there was a writing job for the NFL. And I was like, well, I've got no experience. I've got no schooling, but I sure do love football. And if there's one thing I'm vaguely competent at in, in the intellectual field, it's writing, I guess. And little did I know I would look back on anything I wrote at that period as anything but competent. But I had that confidence at the time and uh, went ahead and applied for the gig. And and next thing you know, I'm writing about football on opposingviews.com. And next wow. thing you know, I'm writing about hockey. And for me, it just became, um, you know, like I, I, I suffered a lot of, these jokes are going to write themselves after I say this. Suffered a lot of head trauma playing hockey, right? Like, and I think I got my fifth concussion at 23. And that for me was when the doctor was like, you can't even play like anything vaguely competitive at this point because it knocked me out for a month, right? So uh, upon being told that, it was like, how am I going to keep hockey in my life? And then I just pivoted really hard to covering hockey. Wow. And so... That was uh, that was kind of how I made that switch from writing about football to writing about hockey. And then it just kind of became a thing where it was, you know, okay, now I've managed to keep hockey in my life. What am I doing next? And from there it was, um, this is going to be my ticket out of, out of these jobs I don't like. So I kept, you know, my 20s, um, 29, I'm still in them, but most of my 20s, I, like I was working three jobs at a time. 
you know, whether it was the writing and the radio and, and you name it, right? Like just keeping busy, doing anything I could to, to break through. And, and you know what, like a lot of that comes with luck too. Like, uh, just to be clear, I don't think I have any preternatural gifts above anyone else. I think that, you know, looking like I do for one gives you an advantage in a field <laughs> like hockey. Like, let's just be honest, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot more doors that open up to you naturally. And, and of course you have to be willing to, to walk through them. And I was totally, I get that, but just meeting all the right people, right? Whether it was Botchford, uh, rest his soul. God, I miss him every day. Uh, Whether it was Thomas Drance, whether it was Ryan beach, you know, just being so lucky to meet such phenomenal people. Or Kyle Bowen. Sorry. Or Kyle Bowen. And Nick Bondi. <laughs> there you go. Or, there you or go. Kyle Bowen and Yes! Nick we made the list. All right, let's go. Biggest inspiration is the we JD Burke. Let's list, go. Man. Yeah, no. and, and they just kind of kept motivating me, kept pushing me. And for me, it just became this is going to be what I do. And then I just, there was an opportunity with Elite Prospects. And I said to them, like, I think we can do a lot with this platform. And I think we're in the process of getting there. You know, like I'm, I'm working on the draft guide right now. And uh, if I sound exhausted, it's because I'm pulling like th- two, three a.m. nights working on it. And I'm really proud of what we're about to put out. Awesome. Um, but, but I think, you know, a lot of random chance and a lot of luck. And you yeah. do need a lot of luck to, to kind of have um, whatever level of success it appears that I have had. Um, but also just just working hard, I guess, is, is kind of the story well, there. Well, luck is the yeah, it's it's the biggest thing. I mean, we watch sports, we love sports, and we understand how much luck plays a part in, in yeah. championships. And all you have to do is kind of just put yourself in a situation where you get more chances to be lucky. Mm. Yeah. Opportunity yeah, meet preparedness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and the other thing too, I would say too, if anybody's looking at my career and saying like, you know, you did it by being authentically JD. I think that's one thing I do take a lot of unreserved pride in is just like nobody else is going into the TSN 1040 studios covered in tattoos, wearing a Palestinian flag bandana. Right. (laughs) There you go. Um, you know, and making jokes about being a Marxist on the air, whatever. (laughs) Um, just be yourself. I think nobody else can be. That's something that Botchford told me all the time. Um, but also like enjoy it every step of the way, like success in this industry is so fleeting, right? Like every, every single moment that I have at elite prospects is a gift to me. And, and what I mean by that is I can get the call at any given Tuesday, any given Wednesday, and something went wrong with a shareholder and all of a sudden they don't have the resources to keep me around and it's gone. Yeah. And that can happen at TSN 1040. That can happen at Canucks army. That can happen anywhere. 100%. So you really have to relish these experiences because it can be taken away from you. And you know, like I think about being in Dawson Creek for the world junior A challenge a few months ago and what, what I wouldn't give to be back in that, in that arena, what I wouldn't give to be back in Boston at the bean pot, right? Like, cherish those experiences even if people tell you you can't cheer for teams you can't cheer for whatever you can at the very least relish your own uh your own success or just your own being there and i think that that's really important and i don't think anybody should be able to tell you otherwise that's good man that's good i'm ha- i'm happy that you know you see that in yourself and Again, thanks so much for for being on. I'm gonna run the applause because that was dope. Yeah. That was dope. I was not expecting when I start when we started this podcast to be inspired. I knew. I knew. I'm honestly, run through a brick wall. Right honestly, now. I knew from the 
knew from the top and like we got jd on i, I think we're gonna be telling some stories because because that's what we need to hear from jd and jd don't worry about your character it's not gonna be broken people are not gonna find out about the real jd because yo we're yeah. the 15th highest frank canucks podcast okay it is what it is people won't know but they'll find us down the road and, and i'm sure that they'll be inspired man straight up uh, I hope so. You know what? I'll retweet it. Maybe we can get you guys up to 13. Okay, let's go. Watch out, broadcast. Watch out, broadcast. We covered. We covered. Hey, Kyle Bow and Nick Bondi. And most importantly, JD Burke. We'll catch you on the other side. You're listening to Sipping on a 40. Once again, thank you to JD Burke for hopping on Sipping on a 40. Yeah, absolutely. I would say go follow him. But if you're finding this show, there's, there's a good chance you already follow Everyone JD. in the city already follows JD yeah. Burke. They, they don't follow Sipping on a 40. And hey, Shout out to JD Burke. He's always himself. I think that's what we both respect the hell out of him for. Yeah, is, you may he, not agree with him, but he's know? always himself, and that's something that's something to commend in media. Yeah, dude, especially in the uh, the sport of hockey. Okay, and he admitted it. Maybe you know because of the well, not maybe. He's a lighter skinned dude. He knows he gets opportunities in the game a little bit easier. He said it. He knows it. Yet he still goes out there and is himself. He stands out. It's hard to do. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do in a game that's kind of, well, not kind of, really old-fashioned. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, shout out to JD Burke again. I, ho I, hope, I hope he inspired you. I hope you know <laughs> Damn, what I mean. Damn, my guy's actually inspired, bro. I, I, ho I hope you know what I mean. I hope you know what I mean after listening to that. Damn, damn. My guy Nick Bondi is... Is feeling it that that was a purposeful conversation and, and to be honest where else are you getting purposeful is, conversations like that after a, <laughs> a crushing connects well loss? here's the thing here's the thing nick it, it happened during well during the post game show in which the the team lost game four which they you know didn't really even show up and, and it is what it is we're talking about the vancouver canucks playing against you know the stanley cup champs a really damn good hockey team this this may happen again this may happen again and and the recipe for success for this team wasn't there it was almost there. Markstrom, again, Markstrom was phenomenal today. Markstrom, Markstrom was phenomenal, phenomenal. yeah. Phenomenal. You, you know, when your team plays that bad and you have a goalie like that, it, it's just it's just matter of fact. He's going to keep you in the game. He's going to give you a chance. And he, and he did. He kept the Canucks in the game. Again, it was only a two-goal deficit heading into the third period. The Canucks had a third period to get two goals and see what happened after that. They just couldn't get anything done offensively. Oh, man. The they Canucks could. had, what, 24-25 shots? And hey, okay, 24, 25 shots, a bit on the lower end. But think about the Canucks also had seven power plays in this game. Seven power yeah, plays, they and they it. couldn't get cracked the 30-shot barrier. The, Can the Canucks have some work to do, and hopefully, I don't think they'll be watching too much film after this game. I think it's one of those games where you just toss in the bin, forget about it. Hope I think that this team definitely needs that day off tomorrow on Tuesday. What regroup. do you think they're doing? What do you think they're doing tomorrow? Just chilling, play just some video chill. games. Yeah, just chilling. Just chill. That's what you need after you know two crushing back-to-back -back losses <laughs> like that. You need to chill out. And play some got, video games. Hey, Eat some may, maybe watch some film on the power play because the power play did not look nah, very good. It looked, it, it looked, it looked static. It. They'll get it, man. The PP will be back in, in some, well, that, in that some second, shape. It has that to sec happen. That second power play unit. My God. It has to happen. It's but look, it was terrible again. The, the Canucks even, don't have a second power play unit. That's a problem, bro. When you're when you're when you're the Vancouver Canucks and, and you're down a couple goals and after you play the Lotto line, you know you're relying on a second line winner, a winger named Louis Erickson or a second and, line win, winger who, who maybe played, played less. And Louis Erickson played less than ten minutes. And I think he might be one of the guys out. Well, look, next game, even even look to what they did in the third. They were playing Jake Vertanen up there, and he only played what. Less than 10 minutes to last game. These are the guys they're relying on. played eight minutes and two seconds. That 
Yeah, that's the lowest of anyone on oh, the team. Man. It, it is what it is. Okay, let, let me just play some warrior type music. Let, let me just, you know, rally up the troops somehow. You, you can join in if you want. You know, th this is what we do for the people here on Sipping on a 40. We, we give you something, something to, uh, to build off of in this loss. Can we get some music here? Oh, there you go. There you go. Right here. Okay, your team. Yes, your Canucks. <laughs> they might. They might not be playing for much longer. Let's be real. It, it could be it could be over by Friday. Absolutely. Yeah. And and this is again what we get. We wish for meaningful games, and, and this could happen to a team, a, a very young team, a team that's, you know, been one of the one of the worst. Well, an organization over the past five years. Uh, again, th this this may happen. You're, you're facing the Stanley Cup champs. I'll say that again. You're, you're facing the Stanley Cup champs. Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes. We talked about this many times. They got they got mad competitive spirit, and they're doing their part. Let's let's be real. They're, they're doing everything. They're they doing can. their part, and they just played in a game where they just got their ass kicked. They got taught a lesson uh, again. A lesson. A lesson. I, I said that a lesson. You don't think those two right now are going over the film? I think they are. I think in a sense, you know, we talked about JD inspiring us. Uh, I think that loss may have you know in inspired. Maybe not the whole team, but Quinn Hughes and Elias Patterson, you, you're damn right. They're going to be better next game. That's, that's not going to happen to them twice in a row. They're not going to let that happen. Hey, if you want to put a positive spin on this, say it. If you were to say before the series, <laughs> before the playoffs, you got a 2-2 split with the defending Stanley yes. Cup champs, I think you take it. And guess what? It's still a best of two out of three. The Canucks Ooh. still have as much of a chance as the St. Louis Blues to win this series. Maybe not based off tonight, but hey, it's just the best two out of three. Let's see. Let's see who comes out. Nah, straight up. Let's see what happens, man. That that was the worst game of the series, and I think uh, the worst game of the playoffs for the Canucks. Oh, 100 percent. And yeah, they've been you know dominated five on five for the most part in this in this series. It is what it is. But again, you got Quinn Hughes, you got Elias Patterson, you got you got Jacob Marshall who gives you a chance. There is a recipe there for success. There is. Let's just hope they you know cook up the right the right meal. Did I say that right? On I, think, Wednesday? I think I think it's an expression. Yeah, th that sure. works. Yeah, that, that works, works with yeah. the recipe. Hey, Vancouver, Surrey, Richmond, Langley, Burnaby, Williams Lake, Kootenai, Kelowna, Kamloops. I I'm going up. Osoyoos. Shout out Osoyoos. Penticton. Love Penticton. Prince George, Victoria, Nanaimo, Delta. Campbell River. Campbell River. Shout out to Island. Campbell River. Smithers. Smithers, BC. Don't worry. Don't worry. Chill out. Enjoy the next couple of days. And, and yo, who knows what's, what the fuck's going to happen. You really can't control what's going to happen in the future, and it's 2020. How mad can you really be? How upset can you really be? Right? Chill out. Chill out. You still got Quinn oh, people, Hughes, Elias people, Patterson. You'd be surprised how mad people know, are going to get if they blow a 2 nothing series. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to inspire change, okay? Just for a bit. I don't want my people in my city being sad. It is what it is, and this was Sipping on a 40. Once again, thank you so much to J.D. Burke for hopping on and sharing, you know, sharing knowledge. I dropping appreciate, knowledge. Yeah, dropping knowledge. I, I appreciate that. Uh, a lot nick bondi thank you to you we got we got power of the towel yes on, on the network by the time you listen to this it, it may be it may be out scheduled to come out tuesday at 5 a.m so oh, it may be out or if you're if you're a keen listener of the show you've got five more hours <laughs> to to wait yeah because you got a conversation with sam sam samantha from the broadcast there great you go. conversation there you go uh i say about i'd say it's about half hockey talk half bullshit hey which is pretty good 
which is which is not bad. It's, it's conversation. It's, it's conversation. One of the better that. ones I've done for sure. And, and you can find that on the Nux Misconduct Network wherever you listen to podcasts. So do yourself a favor, give that a swipe and a tap. And I swear to you, you'll you'll make your hockey life a little bit better. Your Canucks they play on Wednesday, I believe at seven thirty. It's the best out of three. It is what it is, Vancouver. Okay, <laughs> like Nick said, if we told you. Never mind. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace.